Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, as we've been uh, motoring through the program today and over the last couple of days, we've been talking about this idea of dialogue and communication, uh, going into places where maybe you're not welcome, uh, or listening to people who have very different points of view or different life experience or a different set of beliefs. Uh, We've talked about Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs uh, having this incredible dialogue uh, with a devout atheist, Amos Oz. Uh, we talked about Mia Love uh, becoming the first Republican to join the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. Again, going somewhere where maybe you're not as welcome as you might be in other places, getting out of your own echo chamber. Uh, I want to go to one of my favorite today because I think this is one of the greatest speeches delivered in one of the most difficult circumstances and settings uh, in our nation's history. And this was uh, Robert Kennedy. Uh, in Indianapolis in what uh, the news reporters of the day described as a ghetto uh, on the day that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. So imagine that. Uh, His staff told him not to go there. Uh, The local law enforcement said, we can't guarantee we can protect you there. Uh, And yet he went there. And with notes he had scratched on the, the back of a pad Uh, delivered uh, a real speech for the ages. But think of the context of this speech and what he delivers in terms of a message in a difficult moment uh, to a crowd that was clearly going to be angry and frustrated uh, in a place that uh, was not his normal surroundings. Uh, But listen and reflect on this. Martin Luther King dedicated his life to love and to justice between fellow human beings. He died in the cause of that effort. In this difficult day, in this difficult time for the United States, it's perhaps well to ask what kind of a nation we are and what direction we want to move in. For those of you who are black, considering The evidence evidently is that there were white people who were responsible. You can be filled with bitterness and with hatred and a desire for revenge. We can move in that direction as a country in greater polarization. Black people amongst blacks and white amongst whites filled with hatred toward one another. Or we can make an effort, as Martin Luther King did, to understand 
and to comprehend and replace that violence, that stain of bloodshed that is spread across our land with an effort to understand compassion and love for those of you who are black and are tempted to fill with be filled with hatred and mistrust of the injustice of such an act against all white people I would only say that I can also feel in my own heart the same kind of feeling I had a member of my family killed but he was killed by a white man but we have to make an effort in the United States we have to make an effort to understand to get beyond or go beyond these rather difficult times a favorite poem I my favorite poet was Aeschylus and he once wrote Even in our sleep, pain which cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart until in our own day despair, against our will, comes wisdom through the awful grace of God. What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another. Feeling of justice toward those who still suffer within our country, whether they be white or whether they be black. We can do well in this country. We will have difficult times. We've had difficult times in the past, but we will, and we will have difficult times in the future. It is not the end of violence. It is not the end of lawlessness, and it's not the end of disorder. But the vast majority of white people and the vast majority of black people in this country want to live together, want to improve the quality of our life, and want justice for all human beings that abide in our land. With and what dedicate ourselves to what the Greeks wrote so many years ago to tame the savageness of man and make gentle the life of this world let us dedicate ourselves to that and say a prayer for our country and for our people thank you very much Again, that was uh, Bobby Kennedy on the day that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in a difficult setting in Indianapolis, inner city, uh, but stepped into a place where he probably was not welcome and I'm sure was not totally comfortable. Uh, But he delivered a speech for the ages because it was based on the principle. Uh, There are so many things. We could spend hours and hours just unpacking all the things that we could learn from that simple speech that could help us today to listen just a little different, to have more compassion and and more wisdom, to find that wisdom uh, that comes uh, as we come together on higher ground, as we have the higher dialogue that we were talking about earlier in the program, as we listen to people differently, 
uh, with open minds and not with a list of talking points. Uh, we can change all of that. And, of course, there was uh, another speech that was actually delivered 158 years ago today. 158 years ago today, November the 19th, 1863. Also a speech for the ages. Also a speech based on unity, on wisdom, on all that we have in common. Uh, You probably remember it. A lot of you can recite it right along with me. But we're going to deliver it uh, because this is a speech that we should listen to and think about at least once a year, at least on the anniversary of this extraordinary address. And of course, as you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln delivered it in brevity, uh, in focus, and this is it. And it still applies today. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation, so conceived and so dedicated, can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We've come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a large sense... We cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far beyond, far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us to be here, it is for us the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. It's a short speech. So much uh, that is in there. The thing that I have always appreciated most about the Gettysburg Address, again, given 158 years ago today, is that the bulk of the speech, the bulk of the speech was not written for those who were there listening to the speech. The vast majority of what Lincoln said at Gettysburg 158 years ago today was for us. He said it's for us, the living, to be here dedicated. It is rather for us to be dedicated to the great task that we, that we here, highly resolve. Uh, That's about us. And that's why the Gettysburg Address continues to resonate uh, for all of us. 158 years later, Lincoln got it right. There is a need for a new birth of freedom, and we can be part of it with elevated dialogue, with better listening, and coming together 
on higher ground. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.